Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing a song for healing. I want to use a song today to talk through some healing. Now, I can't play this song for you like I would want to because of copyright laws. But for the sake of healing and growth work, I will do the most awkward thing (laughs) of speaking the song lyrics. I will link to the song on Patreon and it'll be in the show notes. And I hope you take the extra step after listening to this episode to go find this song and to listen because I'm going to break down the words through my own healing lens and I hope you listen to the song as the artist created it to be able to feel the song. If you resonate with this show, you are likely a feeler, a highly sensitive person, maybe an empath, possibly a trauma survivor, Or you love somebody who is a feeler, a highly sensitive person, an empath, or a trauma survivor. And this is why you're listening. We really are feelers. It is one of the limitations of talk therapy and healing. That talking is not the same as experiencing. Because experiencing is what gives us feeling. It's what changes our feeling. A lot of our traumas were experiences we wouldn't wish on anybody. And so healing has to be an experience to heal our old trauma. Sometimes when our thoughts have us reliving and rehashing, thinking, 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 we really can get caught in a complacency loop driven by talking and talking and talking around the issues versus feeling to experience Healing at the level of our bodies to get out of the mind. This is what changes head knowledge to body knowledge. This is what helps us feel healed, feel calmer, feel more grounded, feel more whole, feel more adult, and feel safer and more secure. Experience is a fantastic teacher and healer. We want our healing to get out of the mind and into the body. So if you're out there listening, 
raise your hand if you are an overthinker. And I, of course, can't see you right now, but my heart can feel you. And I bet most of you listening raised your hand or nodded like, yep, grade A overthinker right here. And it's tricky. This body knowledge versus head knowledge, this thinking way versus feeling way. It's tricky because I'm giving you words, more thinking to think about while saying thinking is not the way. We're never going to not think. Okay, thinking is okay. Thinking is good. And if you want to shake me a little bit with frustration right now, I understand why. And that's the very thing. Healing can't be all through our thinking parts. It's not words. It's not verbal. It's through the experience. Personal development in this life is about balancing lots and lots of factors. A primary balancing that I work with people on one on one and in group coaching is to think less and be more embodied in our actual bodies versus our mind as part of the balancing that we need to feel more peace. Childhood chaos and trauma or immature, insecure parenting styles create a whole lot of overthinking because our little minds try to figure out why it feels so scary or weird or off or unstable or inconsistent. We might wonder why the adults are so angry or screamy and we start leaving our bodies and thinking, 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 thinking as part of the psychological response to childhood stress or trauma or neglect. And ultimately, this overthinking becomes a symptom of growing up with a lot of stress or fear or overwhelm. So this is why I'm bringing a song to you today. Music. Music moves us. Music invites us to feel which is a processing that is different than thinking and rehashing and chewing our thoughts and our histories. Music moves us through emotion. It opens us up like a key in a lock. And we want to unlock some deeper parts of our psyches so that we can release what no longer serves us. Sound therapy is gaining momentum all over the world for all kinds of things. Believe it or not, I get sound wave therapy on my chronic pain and the sound waves actually move through my muscular tissue. Traumas don't happen in our thoughts. Betrayals don't happen in our minds. They happen as an experience and we take the pain forward with us past the experience because we are creatures that learn. A human being system once it experiences a trauma, believes it is very smart to hypervigilantly look out for danger. A part of our psyche decides this is the best way to keep us safe. I will just be on guard constantly. Aha, I figured out this crazy thing called life and I will just be on maximum alert all of the time. But instead of it keeping us safe, it wears us out. Hypervigilance becomes a way to be our own energy vampires, and then to rub salt in that wound, hypervigilance doesn't keep anything bad from happening to us. Hypervigilance is like a bad friend that says, no, 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 we, we aren't going to get into any trouble. Let's go ahead and do this thing. And then lo and behold, you're arrested. You're in trouble. It wasn't okay. It wasn't safe. 
Hypervigilance becomes a way that trauma survivors live. It becomes a way to pass the time, but it's not great for our bodies. It's not great for the cultivation of peace. And if we grew up in trauma and we want healing, we have to let go of doing what we know. We are creatures of habit and we lean into what we know, what is familiar, not what is so much healthy. So if we grew up with a lot of trauma and a lot of stress, we have to let ourselves be different and experience difference to change what is familiar from stress to calm, to comfort, to peace, to inner sanctuary. So dysfunction is an experience and healing is an experience. And in this doing with our healing, instead of thinking through our healing, the experience and the feelings associated with a positive experience act as our teachers to move us through our feelings to get to the other side of whatever it is that we're processing or working through. No one ever told me that working with people so intimately to heal would have them sharing music with me. It's also one of the ways that we relate to each other, that we share life with each other, that we share intimacy and feelings like joy or sadness or grief or release. So this song that I'm going to share with you today, this comes from someone who's worked with me and you know who you are when you hear this song and just know I'm so proud of you and I love you and thank you for sharing your journey with me and thank you for giving me another song that I hold very close to my heart. All right, so give me some grace, y'all, as I do the awkward thing of talking through the lyrics. The song that I'm working with today is Heavy. The band is Bird Talkers. And I'm going to read through the entire song first. If you're lost and you're lonely, go and figure out why. Take a trip to your dark side. Go on and have a good cry. Because we're all lonely. Yeah, we're all lonely together. I want to see your sadness. I want to share your sin. I want to be your blood. And I want to be let in. Don't you just, don't we all just want to be together? Leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. Leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. If your face is down, take a look around. Do your fingers move? Do your lungs inflate? Are you tired? Are you weary of the hidden hate you've been holding? And did you lose that love? Or have you never had it? Are you feeling sad because you did a bad thing? Leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. Leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. Are you feeling fearful, brother? Are you feeling fearful, sister? The only way to lose that fearful feeling? Replace it with love, that's healing. Are you feeling fearful, brother? Are you feeling fearful, sister? Leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. 
Now, the first thing I want to talk to you about in reference to this song and our healing, our self-development, is that loneliness is the epidemic of our time. This song starts and it says, if you're lost and you're lonely, go and figure out why. We can be lonely when we are singular and alone, and we can be lonely while surrounded by people. The experience of the highly sensitive person is often one of feeling very alien because we are just made different, y'all. The next live stream Q&A topic is on loneliness. It's a very big issue in the world and in our specific highly sensitive person tribe. It's one of the reasons I created a Patreon to have a little corner of the internet, a little space for this tribe. I have heard so many people over the course of my career speak of loneliness through tears, of how to fix loneliness as a problem. And it might be one of the corniest things you'll ever hear me say, but the solution to this type of existential loneliness, especially if we felt lonely when we were children because our parenting wasn't safe or the environment wasn't very safe and wasn't sanctuary, then in healing, we learn to become our own best friends. This is what takes care of this deep loneliness. We all need people outside of ourselves. And we need ourselves as our own very best advocate. And that is truly a huge part of what friendship is. It's why we want it. It's why we need it. Now, one of the sad truths about being highly sensitive is especially before we do some work on ourselves and understand some dynamics that are out there in the world, we tend to draw in narcissists like flies are drawn to honey. So in realizing this, many of us have life stories of needing to be done, of needing to walk away, of needing to have some pretty strong and clear boundaries. Also, growing up, life has a way of having people grow in separate directions and grow apart as opposed to forever and together. People evolve and sometimes differently. And so we lose people along the way. And that's something that can sound very obvious when I state it, but it's one of those things that no one really tells us, no one really preps us for in life. What I see out there, especially in our American society, is that we tend to have this sorority or fraternity mindset. That's what I've called it over the years where we do hold this expectation that anybody we were friends with at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 is supposed to be our friend all the years of our lives till the end. And if we don't have a hundred people in our circles, well, then there's some kind of deficit. I very much want to challenge those ideas. I don't believe those ideas serve highly sensitive people or survivors very well. One of the ways we're different is that as we age, we tend to have quality over quantity in our relationships. So we may have less people, but higher quality people that really resonate with who we are and can offer us reciprocal relationships. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? 
I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. What I love about this song is the acknowledgement of your dark side. As the song starts, if you're lost and you're lonely, go and figure out why. Take a trip to your dark side. Go on and have a good cry. We all have a dark side. Notice the song doesn't say, go to the dark side. It says, go to your dark side. Self-love cannot be fully felt, achieved, integrated, if you don't get to know and understand and love your own human dark side too. And we all have one. If you have had some pretty dark childhood trauma, then your dark side was possibly pushed further into the dark. This is not something to be ashamed of. It's not something you did to you. It's something that happened. And it's something to understand and integrate and learn to love about yourself and who you are. I very much come from a place now in my life of being very confident about who I am as a person. And I know that I am very big hearted. I am very genuinely considerate and I am committed to speaking the truth, to owning my mistakes, even when that is hard. I am very confident that I check off the good person boxes and beyond. And it's not or, and I have a very dark side too. If that spooks you to hear me say that, if it frightens you, if it makes you wary about me, it might be a realization moment that your inner idealist drives a lot of your life or your thought process. What that says is more about you than me if it freaks you out to hear that I have a dark side. It maybe means that you have an integrated or gotten to know yours. I am at peace with my dark side, and it certainly took some work and some intention. I have a dark sense of humor. Nearly nothing humor-wise offends me at all. My husband, who produces the show, Chris, he was a professional comedian before we were together. I had to really sit in some self-love when I met him because I made a big assumption. A professional comedian definitely has a more twisted, darker sense of humor than I do, right? Nope, that's not how it works. I have a darker mind. Yep, that freaked me out a little bit. It made me really have to sit with myself and own who I was and sort out why it made me feel uncomfortable. I've been serving highly sensitive people and trauma survivors. One of my specialties is grief. One of my specialties is addiction. And the truth is my dark mind works very well for helping people through addiction. I'm also from New Orleans. And there is just something about people that are from a port city, y'all. We are also a different breed. I have a theory that the blood and curses of sailors from long ago infect those ports. And they give us dirty mouths and dirty minds. Now, I do keep it cleaner here on this microphone on the show. Because part of my childhood was that my parents wouldn't allow me to listen to anything that was a little too edgy, let's say. So I, I work to kind of keep my, my PG rating on the podcast because I don't want 
anyone who's interested in listening to what I'm offering and what I'm teaching and what I'm talking about here to be discouraged by a parent or anybody else in their lives if I potty mouth it up too bad. So get to know your dark side as part of the human condition. It will also help you forgive people who maybe show you their dark side in a dark way. That doesn't mean become a doormat, but we do well in this life to learn how to more swiftly own what we need to own and forgive ourselves and let other people own what they need to own and forgive them and move on too. This is part of what's available when we lean into understanding what this human dark side is and that all of us really have it. I really like how this song, Heavy, from Bird Talkers, encourages us to take that trip to our dark side and then to go and have a good cry. Do you realize that there are good clearing, dump it out, get it out cries? All of you listening, you know the children's book, Everybody Poops, to normalize that everybody poops? Yep, well, we eliminate multiple times a day, right? We pee and we poop, don't we? And we know we better, that that's how we know our bodies are working the right way. We don't want anything getting stuck in there. We got to get rid of that waste in the body. The body breaks down food and leaves, takes what works for it and leaves the rest. Like you hear me say on the show about emotion all the time. We got to get rid of that emotional stuff too. But how? Where? We get potty trained when we're very young. So we know when we have that sensation to go to the potty, to eliminate, to release, and then we flush. We don't get so emotion trained like we get potty trained. And this can be part of our self-development, that we offer ourselves permissions, tools, things to do when we have emotion. So we learn through our healing process to go have that good cry, to write it out, to holler it out, to punch it out, not on anybody like a punching bag, something safe, maybe a pillow. We run it out. We swim it out. We open our hearts and we let it pour out. And then just like when we go to the bathroom, we have to flush and shift, kind of pull up our big girl or our big boy panties and go forth onto our life after releasing, after letting go so that we don't feel weighted down or heavy or constipated emotionally. The next lyric says, we're all lonely together. Now, this seems to be a part of the modern human condition that we are more socially connected through social media than ever before and yet feeling so lonely and disconnected. But we are all lonely together. In our dark moments, what if we held on to this, that in a moment of intense fear or loneliness, what if you held on to my message? What if you allowed yourself the idea that someone somewhere else right now in your moment of loneliness is out there in the world thinking, believing, and hurting in their own loneliness? And in this moment, you are lonely together. Isn't this what a best friend would do? Would be by your side? Would say, I'm with you. You're not alone. What if we use the power of our minds, the power of our thoughts, the power to choose our thoughts, to choose thoughts that don't encourage or dig the hole of loneliness deeper, rather flip that on its head and allow us to feel 
connected, to be unalone even in our loneliness. Would you allow yourself that way of being, that way of processing? If yes, awesome, high five. If no, why not? And is that your wise woman or wise man making that decision? Or is that an inner adolescent that's just giving something healthy the finger and digging their heels in? You are in charge of choosing which part of you gets to make your decisions for life. So unless your wise self has a good reason to not practice this or anything really that seems like a good idea, I encourage you to ask, is this my inner adolescent or is this my inner wise part? And your life is going to be a lot about how you allow yourself to make decisions. And when we let the immature parts of ourselves make decisions, we tend to have more chaos, more down feelings. We might feel good in the moment, like eating a whole giant cake, and then we'll feel sick later. Healing and self-development is about balancing the present moment and the whole rest of our lives. Learning to have emotion is a big part of that. Learning to manage the feeling of loneliness in adult life is a big part of that in modern society. So be your own best friend and remind yourself that we are all lonely together and you are unalone. Maybe in your next moment of loneliness, you'll go find the heavy song and listen to this song or listen to this very podcast episode again later if and when you need it. The next part of the song says, I want to see your sadness. I want to share your sin. I want to be your blood. And I want to be let in. Being witnessed is one of the most important human needs you'll never hear anybody talk about. This is how therapy works. It's how healing works. My proof of this is that anyone who has ever, since the beginning of time, who thought that they saw an alien, the very first thing that they say is, did anybody see that? They turn and with a desperation, they want to make sure that some other human being bore witness to the strange thing that they just saw. And if someone else saw it, we feel massive relief. If no one saw it, we feel a little desperate. We wonder if we might be crazy. We wonder if we made it up. We wonder if we're having a hallucination and we don't know. And that is deeply, deeply frightening for any human being. So bearing witness to each other is very important in feeling grounded and rooted in reality. Being seen and being heard are some of the biggest triggers I hear highly sensitive people and trauma survivors talk about. And that makes sense. Because if we grew up in a home where there was a lot of dysfunction, there may not have been space or room for us to be seen or heard. Or we might have had severe or harsh consequences if we did take up space and if we were heard or seen. And so we have learned to go invisible as a survival tactic. And then we grow up and we go, well, nobody's seeing me. What do you think heals that? Mindfulness is, in some ways, a witnessing of ourselves. We cultivate a wise man, a wise woman, an adult inside of us that can witness not just our history, but our present moment, emotions, responses, our losses, our wins. As we learn to witness and support ourselves, we become better 
at figuring out who else out there in the world is also willing and able to witness us. We learn to let people in who have the desire to be our witnesses. Notice how the singer of this song says in the lyrics, I want to be let in. And some of you out there, I know that you really need to hear what I'm about to say from somebody. Some of you out there are in a season of life where your task is to stop trying to be seen by the blind and heard by the deaf or disinterested. Stop trying to make the disinterested see and hear you. A part of learning to take care of yourself through the relating of others who are sometimes healthy and sometimes deeply dysfunctional and everything in between is that we learn to turn down the volume. Lots of people out there in the world will say the right words, y'all. They will say, I want to see you. I want to hear you. I am here for you. I am your best friend. I love you. I am your partner. It's not about what someone says. Some people are very strong salesmen in the words department and they can sell it. But the selling of the right words, the right phrases isn't what we're here for. We learn how to turn down the volume on the language, on the wording, and look at what someone does. How do they show up? What do they do? Many will say, yes, I want to know about you, and then not pay any attention when you start talking. This is why we say in codependency recovery, where we are the over-functioners, we are the over-talkers, we will beg, plead, draw diagrams trying to get people who are disinterested in showing up for us to show up. This is why we say turn down the volume and look at the behavior. There are people out there who are willing to bear witness to you. There's paid help, people like me who work as a coach or a counselor. And when we've been underseen or undervalued, sometimes that feels icky or weird at first. Like, oh my gosh, is it okay to even pay for somebody to, to see me, to attend to me, to listen to me? I struggled with that too early in my healing. After working through it, I want to give a resounding yes. When we can't get something where we are, we have to find out how to get it. And in our modern society, this is one of the ways. It's one of the services as a human tribe we have learned to offer other people in the human tribe. There are also mature, emotionally intelligent people out there who can and will generously want to see and hear you and bear witness. The chorus of the song says over and over again, leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. And here's my question to you. If you aren't leaving what's heavy behind, oh my goodness, what are you doing? If you're not leaving what's heavy behind, it means that you're carrying every heavy thing every step of the way. No wonder you're tired. No wonder you feel beaten down. No wonder so much weighs on your mind and makes it hard to fall asleep. Like carrying everything that's heavy, nope, that is not it, y'all. We can do so much better for our adult selves and our inner children. Let go. Let go as a practice. Let go as a life strategy. If you've ever participated in the Patreon live streams, no matter the topic, 90% of the time, I start those with a short guided meditation and a reading from 
the book I put my hands on the most. And that's true for the last 15 years of my life, putting my hands on the book, The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. Because letting go is a skill. It is a muscle. And if it is foreign to you to let go and it's in your comfort zone to hold on and you're new to this show, dive into the body of work that we have been putting out for you for the last five years and listen to these messages and anything you can get your hands on about letting go until your very cells have permission to let go of what no longer serves you or never did. This is how you start to feel lighter. Life is always going to throw us a certain amount of challenge, certain amount of stress. It's not about crossing our fingers and hoping to the sky or to the gods that life gets easier for us. It's about cultivating ease inside of us, cultivating ease in how we relate to the world. And if we are carrying everything, we are not helping ourselves cultivate ease We are carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders and wondering why we feel beaten down and why it's so hard to walk forward. Letting go is a massive cheat code to help this life be easier. And you deserve that. I want to break down what's between the language here, what's beneath the surface. These lyrics say, if your face is down, take a look around. Do your fingers move? Do your lungs inflate? That's talking about gratitude. Gratitude. It's easy to pay attention to what's heavy, what's weighing us down. It is just easier for the ego and our consciousness in the human condition to look for problems. That's part of how humans have survived all of this time on this planet. But that's survival mode, to get out of survival mode in your life. We can't keep being in survival mode. We have to actually shift out of it. And gratitude, believe it or not, is one of the ways. That's what this song is speaking to. And sometimes it's about being grateful for the very basic things that are so easy to take for granted. Do your fingers move? Do your lungs inflate? It is a strategy for life to move your thoughts, to move your consciousness through gratitude. And no matter what is happening to us, for us, at us, on us, gratitude is always available. It's right there. Right now I am sitting in this chair. I am so glad to have a chair with four legs that is holding me so that I can speak into this mic with clarity and use my voice. I'm grateful for the table, for the microphone, for the air that I'm breathing, When we cultivate an attitude of gratitude, it holds us. And I want that for you. It has been such a gift in my life to cultivate gratitude. And at first, wow, did I think that was a lot of BS. Right, I'm going to write down all the things that I'm grateful for. Right, that's going to take away my pain. Well, guess what? It works. It does. Because it shifts our mindset. And our mindset is so much of our personal power. As these lyrics continue, do your fingers move? Do your lungs inflate? Are you tired? Are you weary of the hidden hate you've been holding? And did you lose that love or have you never had it? Are you feeling sad because you did a bad thing? What this says to me is that this song is beating the drum of anti-victim mentality. It's basically saying, oh, some bad stuff happened to you? 
Oh, and more bad stuff? Yep, and even more bad stuff? Yep, yep, yep. Well, if you've had a whole lot of bad stuff, that's an even better reason to leave what's heavy behind. Or are you doing it backwards? Are you dragging what's heavy behind you, holding it all like it's some kind of proof of some kind of winning the victim prize? It's not a prize, y'all. Let it go. Allow yourself to learn what it is, not just in your mind, but in your body, in your very cells, in your being, to leave what's heavy, what's heavy behind. The line sung that says, are you feeling sad because you did a bad thing? This is a little bit of self-forgiveness. Some highly sensitive people seem to subconsciously partner with their perfectionism and decide that one of the ways to live this life is to just be perfect. And that is impossible. All of us, if we are alive and kicking, we're going to do some bad things. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to stick our foot in our mouth. We're going to just sometimes, despite our best efforts, get it wrong. And sometimes, because we're human, we're not even going to try to bring our best effort. And we're going to make some big mistakes. My game, if I controlled all the things in the universe, says that If I was in charge of all education, wow, would we get massive doses of learning how to self-forgive, and that would help us forgive each other. This is a big part of what we can feel as highly sensitive people happening in the world. People are angry. People are surviving. People are struggling. People are doing things that keep us in immaturity instead of growing us up into our wise woman and our wise man self makes it easier to be angry to even be in hate of ourselves and other people. The more that we self-forgive, the easier it is to forgive others their humanness. This is why I talk in many episodes about embracing our humanity. When we embrace it for ourselves, we also embrace it for our human brothers and sisters. And that's what he says in the song, right? Speaks directly to brothers and sisters. The song says, Are you feeling fearful, brother? Are you feeling fearful, sister? The only way to lose that fearful feeling, replace it with love, that's healing. Isn't that why you're here? Isn't that why you found me in the first place? Because we are all one, brothers and sisters. We really are all energetically connected. You are my brother. You are my sister. Everyone out there is. People I agree with, people I disagree with, people I like, people I don't like. Y'all know I share my story, and I'm no contact. If you're new to me, you will learn more as you either listen to old episodes or as I share more about my story. I am no contact with almost all of my family except one cousin. But for those of you who are also no contact, it's common to have estranged family members push for connection, saying you only have one family. No one will treat you like your family will. And today I am so grateful for the reality of that message because that message used to make me frightened and it used to make my heart heavy. It terrified me that I was trying to save myself by going no contact and that I might be signing up for a life of loneliness where no one loved me. I think in some ways it's one of the scariest things that anyone could say to anyone else because people who go no contact 
don't get there easily. It's a heart-wrenching, soul-crushing decision to have to make. I am so grateful to know today that I am loved. I am held. I have friends and a husband that are family, and they feel as family to me as any blood ever did. I want you to know that that's available despite these scary messages in the world that are designed to keep us attached to maybe what no longer or never did serve us. It's okay to make changes. It's scary to step into some unknowns. It's part of why I'm here in the first place sharing my story so that you can have an example of someone who's gotten to the other side of all of this hard work and found peace and love and joy and thriving. It's great news that others will not treat you like abusive family did. And some people will change your understanding of love, of what support is, of what support is available, and what it is to really show up in each other's lives. Chosen families are imperfect too, and they are available to all of us. I hope y'all go find the song Heavy by Bird Talkers. I hope you let yourself not just listen to it, but feel it, embody it, be it. And if there's anything that you're carrying that's heavy, please know that the permission can come from you to leave what's heavy behind. The next live stream topic is loneliness, Wednesday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And you can submit your questions by joining patreon.com backslash emotional badass. One of the things we do for our Patreon producers of the show is we give them a shout out. So I'm going to share some names. We cannot do the show without you. And we are trying to hit a new goal of 350 listeners in our Patreon community. And when we hit that, I'm going to give you Patreon people a completely free event, our very first cinema soul care movie night. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to help us meet this goal, which helps us continue to get this show out all over the world and come grow and be in the community at Patreon, come hang out. Patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I want to thank Susan, Sarah, Kitty Gal. And yes, Kitty Gal is helping me tell you that when you sign up for the Patreon, I'm not just going to bust out with your full name. You're going to have an opportunity to share how you would like your shout out. So thank you, Kitty Gal, for giving me the opportunity to share that with our listeners. I want to thank Kate. Chris, Courtney, Lonesome Dog. There's another one. Love you, love you, Lonesome Dog. I want to thank Terrence, Deborah, Ashley, Rick, Mark, Rose, Dina, L, just L. Thank you, L. Robin, Rochelle, and Karen. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I will see you right here next time for a brand new episode and I will see y'all in the Patreon for the next live stream on loneliness, light and love. Take care. Bye-bye.